Before we go into the word this morning, let's go ahead and give, the, give to the Lord and go to him in prayer. Lord, we thank you this morning that those who are giving, they give. We, we, we talk about it here all the time. Every week, I say, sacrificially, regularly, but cheerfully. God, that we would give with a cheerful heart. Lord, that you would lay the amount on our hearts that we need to give. Lord, that you would just push us to go out of our comfort zones just a little bit. Lord, I pray that, that you would just bless the giver this morning. Lord, is that, that it goes into the kingdom, that it goes into serving this community and serving this church and serving the ministry. Lord, we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we are continuing our message on the Beatitudes this morning. The Beatitudes are the true character of a Christian. If you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, This isn't going to be up on the screen, but I'm going to read this anyway. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Lord, I pray over this word this morning. Lord, I pray that as, as we dig deep into your word, as we go over some familiar territory to people, Lord, that you would just give us a renewed sight. Lord, that you, we would just see things just a little bit differently, that, we, that you would just tweak it in our hearts. And in our souls, Lord, that it would lead us to divine mercy in our lives and for others. Lord, I pray over this word right now in Jesus' name that, that it wouldn't be my words speaking, but your words. Lord, not my thoughts, but your thoughts. Lord, that because yours is the only life-changing word. Yours is the only life-changing word. Lord, apart from you, I am nothing. Apart from you, we are nothing. Lord, give me the strength this morning to share this with, with the intensity and passion that you require. Lord, we thank you and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You'll, you'll remember, go back to the, the first one there. The, we have gone over, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Remember we talked about the structure of the Beatitudes. That the structure is that those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn over their sin, those who are meek will then hunger and thirst for righteousness. The structure is that when we get to the place of these things, it brings us to a place of emptiness. It, let's say it this way. It takes you out of the equation. It takes you out of yourself. It brings you 
to the place in God where you are empty and he can fill you. Amen. How many want to be filled this morning? How many say, you know, Pastor David, there's times where I just feel empty and I just need to be filled this morning. Those who are poor in spirit, those who acknowledge that you are the greater, I am the lesser. Apart from you, I am nothing. Those who mourn over the sin that they've committed against God, those who are meek, those who realize that meekness is not weakness, but power under control, those who are deferential to others, those who are graceful to others, those who are meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And it brings us to the next one. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. All of the first things will empty you of yourself. All of the first things will move you towards his will for your life. And then when you get to the place of emptiness, you will begin to see the fruit of that emptiness. When he fills you, you will begin to see the fruit of those actions. Here's the first of the fruit. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Mercy, uh, here's the thing that we have to understand as Christians, mercy's at the forefront. Mercy, listen, mercy is the emblem of our faith, amen? Mercy is everything. Without mercy, we are lost. Without mercy, we are done. We are gone. Without mercy and grace, listen, it's the driving force. It's the emblem of our beliefs. It's the fruit of our emptiness. It is the shape of the cross. Mercy is the shape of the cross. You say, well, Pastor David, that doesn't make sense. Mercy is a word. How can it be a shape? Because it is representative of what the cross did for you. Mercy was given at the cross. How many times have I come to the mercy seat of God? How many times have you felt lost and alone in your sins and you come to the cross because it is the mercy seat where my sins are forgiven and his blood was shed for me? It is the shape of the cross. It is part of the character of a Christian. Blessed are the merciful. It grows up like fruit in a broken heart and a meek spirit. It grows up like fruit in those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Mercy, listen, where does it come from? Where does mercy come from? Mercy comes from mercy. You say, hold on a second, what, what does that mean? Mercy comes from mercy. Our mercy to each other only comes from God's mercy to us. Our mercy to each other, listen, I, apart from him, I'm nothing. Mercy comes from mercy. I want to bring you to a story this morning that I'm pretty sure everybody in the church has heard before. Tell you what, let's do it this way. 
going to need some volunteers this morning. By volunteer, I mean I'm going to pick you out and you're going to come up. No. <laughs> Jeff Dahl. <laughs> he was looking away from me. He was like, don't you pick me. Past. I'd pick Doug, but he's up there doing the sound right now. <laughs> he can come down. Let's see. Evan and Bryce. Come on. Eric. Let's see. Jean. <laughs> we'll see if we need any more. How many know the parable of the Good Samaritan? The parable of the Good Samaritan. Listen, it has been preached hundreds, if not thousands of times. Most everybody outside of the faith even knows the story. Let's see. Matt, right? Come on up. Might get a little awkward. That's okay. The story starts in Luke chapter 10, and it reads this way. And I'm going to read it to you because I, go back. Oh, no, 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 that's good. Go, go to the next one. <laughs> good. All right. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. Who did he test? Jesus. Saying, teacher or rabbi, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? Jesus put the question back to him. He was a lawyer. He was, he was versed, well-versed in the law and the prophets. So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Go to the next one. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. But he, the lawyer, wanting to justify himself, sometimes we always have to feel like we have to justify ourselves. He says to Jesus, well, who's my neighbor? And I imagine he said it like that. I imagine he, he was trying to kind of wiggle around a little bit. The lawyer said, well, oh, yeah, you know, I have to do these things. And, well, okay, but who's my neighbor? And Jesus responds this way. Don't go to the next slide. Go back. Thank you. There is a certain man on his way down the road. Bryce, come on, a certain man, come on. And as he's going down the road, Let's have you three come over here. And as he's walking down the road, he fell among some thieves. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they beat him up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They beat him up. They wounded him. Listen, 
don't do this, but they stripped him of his clothing. <laughs> Take a shoe. There. <laughs> and the thieves beat him and left him for half dead. Go ahead and lay there. Go ahead and lay there half dead, Bryce. And the thieves left. Thank you, guys. He's laying there, broken and wounded and hurting, right? Well, all of a sudden, a priest comes. Come here, priest. God bless you. He comes and he sees the man walking on the road. But instead of helping the man, he goes to the other side of the road. <laughs> and he leaves having done nothing. And then another man comes, a Levite man comes. And a Levite, those who are called to the priesthood, the, the, I mean, people that are called to, to help people. He also sees the man on the road. It could be his brother for all you know. <laughs> right, Evan? <laughs> He also sees the, other, the man in the road, and, and he starts walking, and he sees him, and he too goes to the other side of the road. He didn't, even, he didn't walk to the other side of the road. He just turned away. <laughs> said, I don't want nothing to do with you. Chris, come on up. But then, hold on, right there. But then, a Samaritan was walking down the road and saw him. And he had compassion on him. So he knelt down, he bandaged his wounds. He poured oil and wine over him. He picked him up and placed him on his animal. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> and took him to the inn. The inn's over there. Go ahead. <gasps> and when he gets to the inn, he goes to the innkeeper, who happened to be his father, it wasn't his father in the story. I'm just saying his dad's right there. <laughs> and he gives him two denarii. And he says, take care of him. And when I come back this way, if there's anything else that you require, I'll pay it. Thank you, guys. Give him a hand. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal and brought him to the innkeeper, gave him two denarii and said, take care of him. Whatever you spend, when I come back again, I'll repay you. And Jesus says this. This is to the lawyer. 
All of this, all of what happened here was the parable. And he says to the lawyer, so which of these three do you think was a neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And the man said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said, go and do likewise. It brings up loving our neighbor as ourselves. You know, the story here is one of mercy. And so many times, how many have ever heard that story before? The majority of people have heard the story of the Good Samaritan before. And if you haven't heard it before, you heard it just now. And that's the story of the Good Samaritan. The Samaritan, keep in mind, we talked about this a few weeks ago, the Samaritan people were viewed as dogs by the Jews. They were half-blooded creatures. They didn't follow the same rules or the same God. They, they, they were not worthy to be eating with. And yet, the Samaritan, this dirty dog of a person, sees the Jewish man broken and hurting in the road and goes to him, the broken, hurting man, and doesn't look upon him and say, oh, that's a Jew. I shouldn't touch him. I shouldn't mess with him. In fact, they consider me a dog. He's my enemy. In fact, I should just walk away. He goes and he bandages him. He pours oil and wine. He puts him on his animal. He takes him to the innkeeper and he pays his debts. And so many times in, in our Christian faith, in our Christian history, whenever we would hear this story, whenever we would hear the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, because it's been told hundreds of times, whenever we would hear it, somebody would say, which of the three do you identify with? Is it the priest or the Levite or the Samaritan? And the hope is that you say, well, oh, I identify with the Samaritan. I mean, the hope is that you would say, yeah, you know, if I see someone on the side of the road, I'm not just going to pass them by. I'm not going to go to the other side of the road. I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help. I mean, that would be the hope, right? If you saw somebody that was hurting and, and desperate and afraid and alone, hopefully you would help them, right? And so the question was always, which of these three do you identify with? And I want to pose something to you this morning that is different than anything you've heard. I don't want you to identify with any of them. I don't want you to identify with the priest. I don't want you to identify with the Levite. And I don't want you to identify with the Samaritan. Because truthfully, I don't identify with the Samaritan. Do you want to know who I identify with? I identify with the man in the road. I identify with the man in the road. I identify with the man who's wounded and beaten 
and left half dead. I identify with the man who's mortally wounded. I identify with the man who needs to be bandaged. I identify with the man who needs blood. Listen, I identify with the man who needs to have oil and wine poured on him. I identify with the man whose debt needs to be paid. That's who I identify with. I'm the man who fell among the thieves, stripped of his clothing. Listen, religion and the law bypassed me years ago. Religion and the law, they, they, listen, I watched as I was wounded and religion did nothing for me. And the law did nothing for me. It was only when mercy came. It was only when mercy came and bandaged me and healed my wounds and poured in the oil and poured in the wine and took me to the innkeeper and paid my debts. Who do you identify with this morning? The mercy of a Savior found me. The question simply is this, when you, listen, you will never be at the place of the Samaritan until you're in the place of the man in the road. You will never be at a place to where you can give mercy until you understand the mercy that has been given to you in Jesus' name. Until you are broken and wounded and bleeding and half dead, only then can you understand the mercy that it took to bandage you. Only then, listen, I'm not, of course we want to identify with the Samaritan, but before we can identify with the Samaritan, we have to identify with the broken and the hurting and the tired and the lame and the sick and the poor. Until we identify there, until we understand that mercy was given to us, we cannot give it to others. This mercy isn't prideful. It's not boasting. Listen, the Samaritan didn't do this and then go out in the streets and, hey, look what I did, everybody. This mercy was gentle. This mercy was humble. This mercy understood. Listen. It wasn't showy. True mercy isn't just an action. It's a reaction to the grace of God in your life. True mercy, I'm going to say it again because it's worth it. True mercy is not just an action. It's not giving to a charity. It's not, it's, hey, listen, it's not even helping somebody you see on the side of the road. The man stopped because he had compassion for him. It is not just an action, it is a reaction inside your soul to what God has done for you. 
That's mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are, uh, uh, who, who, who do you identify with this morning? See, because I don't identify with religion. I don't identify with the law. I identify with the broken. I identify with the hurting. I identify with the half dead. And only when I understand the mercy that was given to me can I give it to others. Only when I understand the blood that was shed for me at the cross. Only when I understand the sacrifice. Only when I understand and accept the mercy that was given to me. Can I show mercy to others? Mercy comes from mercy. It's not always perfect. It's not a set of rules. It's not a set of laws. Well, what do I do in this situation or that situation? Where do I administer justice and where do I administer mercy? Mercy is not a set of rules. It's not a, it's not a set of laws. It's not a religion. It is in, in, in every case, even when, even when giving out justice, in every case, in every instance, in every circumstance, remembering the mercy that was given to me so that I can give it to others. Let's all bow our heads. Lord, we come to you this morning. God, I come to you not as the priest, not as the Levite, and barely as the Samaritan, just, just as a broken man in the middle of the road, wounded and half dead, waiting for the mercy to come and rescue me. I didn't find him, he found me. His mercy, listen, I didn't, I, I didn't go looking for it. He found me. His mercy found me. Some of you have been there. Some of you have been there where, where mercy just, just grabbed you out of the depths of your hell. Grabbed you out of, out of your chaos. Grabbed you out of the sickness of your circumstances. Just mercy showed you, that mercy picked you up, it wrapped your wounds, it poured in the oil, it poured mercy. You have seen more mercy than anybody. It paid your debts. It healed your wounds. I identify with the man on the road. God, bring me to that place to where I can identify with the Samaritan. Because I understand the mercy that was given to me. Let me give it to others. Lord, I pray over each person here this morning. I pray over each person here this morning. Lord, I, I pray that they would look deep within themselves. Lord, that you would speak to them this morning. That you would reveal yourself to them this morning. 
Lord, that we wouldn't react as the priest and we wouldn't react as the Levite. We would react as somebody who has been given mercy. There may be people here this morning that say, Pastor David, I need God's mercy in my life. I don't, I don't see unfamiliar faces. I understand that the majority of everybody here may have a relationship with God. But you might be in a place of brokenness this morning. You might be, uh, you might be in a place where you're the, you feel like the man in the middle of the road who fell among the thieves, who was broken, who was stripped of his clothing and left for dead. That might be you this morning. Say, Pastor David, I just need the mercy. If that's you this morning, just, just gently, just raise your hand. Just, Pastor David, I just need my God. Hands everywhere. Just, just, Pastor David, I just need his mercy this morning. Lord, I thank over each hand, God, that you would just a special mercy on them in Jesus' name. Grab them from the middle of the road. Grab them where they're at in their circumstance and situation. Lord, grab them, bandage them, heal their wounds, pour in the oil and pour in the wine. Lord, take them to the innkeeper and pay their debts in Jesus' name. Lord, we can only give mercy because of the mercy you gave to us. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Lord, we thank you and praise you. I want everybody to stand this morning. I want everybody to stand and just, just lift your hands. And as, as we're going to sing this song, and just lift your hands to him this morning. Just, just acknowledge his mercy in your life. Acknowledge your need for his mercy this morning. Let's just worship him in Jesus' name. Conquer death for love.